John 4, verse 16. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband. For you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Awesome. So it was him giving her a word of knowledge, telling her about who she is. It's a gift of the spirit where you can tell where a person has been or you can reveal something in their past or something that is ongoing. So it was him coming from that overflow that this lady had never encountered before. Mm -hmm. So this woman was beginning to drink of this overflow. The Holy Spirit is a person, but he comes with gifts. And so you can operate in the prophetic. You can speak in tongues. You can begin to have dreams and interpret them. You can have visions. You can have the gifts of the word of knowledge. You can have the gift of wisdom. You can have all these diverse gifts by the Spirit. And out of this living water, here is Jesus Christ releasing an overflow over to her. And she received it. She mm. experienced this living water. She experienced the source of this living water. It was something she had never experienced before. And so she began to tap into and get sustenance. And immediately it reached into her. She got more interested. And right now, even through this overflow, Jesus Christ was creating the first evangelist of that day. A woman. Amen. A woman. <laughs> Next verse. Verse 19. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped? Okay, so this is what we're talking about, the location again. Mm -hmm. It still takes you back to the location. What are we tethered to? What are we tied to? What is the stronghold? Some of us come from some cultures where whatever they say in that tradition, you jump. When they say jump, you jump. When they say your ancestors did this or required this from you, you jump. What are those entanglements? Even religiously, what are those ties? So now she comes again with the physical entanglement that she's involved in. Oh, you Jews, and till today, that dispute still exists. I was doing a lot of research, and I'm like, okay, the Samaritans, they feel they are the real Israelites. They are still Israelites, not like there's any real. They are of the descendants of um, Manasseh and Ephraim. And apparently, there's only 800 of them left today. And they still, wow. yeah, they still hold on to these tra traditions a lot. Yeah, they hold on to their traditions, their beliefs. and So this was huge. This was a lot of strongholds. Many of us are believers, but we still hold on to certain traditions. This is what it means to be tethered to either the well in Bethlehem that you drank from or the well Jacob, your ancestor, built that is so revered and so you are not open to receive the overflow that the Spirit is presenting to you today. People don't think that they have anything else but the traditions. You're right. Mm -hmm. As in her case. 
And this is why Jesus wants to break us free because as long as we're holding on to those traditions, we cannot experience this overflow. We have to empty it out like David emptied it out. Mm. Whatever belief systems, empty it out. Just like I love that you said that we have found our identity in these things. All this are from my ancestors. There's this ancestral beliefs. There's this pursuit right now. You see it of all my ancestry and somebody frames their entire identity based on their ancestors or their ancestry. There's this pursuit of the supernatural that people are pursuing of the demonic realm and people are holding on to all these beliefs and trying to encounter the spirit realm in the wrong way and trying to find their identity in that way. You see people changing who they are, changing what they look like, just trying to fit into an identity. Even the, the looks we now have, you see us trying to look like certain people we have conformed to a certain pattern we have found our sustenance in blowing out certain parts of our body to look a certain way we have found sustenance in the things that will hinder us from operating in this overflow mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. next verse please john 4 yeah verse 21 jesus replied Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming, indeed, it's here, right, it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. True worshipers. Yes. True worshipers. The Father is looking for true worshipers. He is still looking for true worshipers. Are you, can you ask yourself this question and answer yourself truly that you are worshiping the Lord in the spirit realm? Amen. In the spirit realm, you are having a connection with the spirit of God. In the spirit realm, you're worshiping in the spirit, the spirit realm of our God. You are having a union, a koinonia. You are having fellowship with the Father. You can behold him and encounter him in spirit and in truth. Because Jesus said the time is now. So, if you are not worshiping him in spirit and in truth, bring that heart with that desire for it. Last week we said that your heart is like a container and inside of it is desire. And David's heart was that container and inside of it was the desire for the water in Bethlehem. Today, your desire within your heart could be wanting to be identified in certain things that you're engaged in. In limiting yourself to how far you can go in God. And saying that, oh, that one is called to be a preacher. Oh, that one is called to heal people. Right within here, you have prayed over people and operated in an overflow 
it comes from the overflow, the living waters of the Holy Spirit. And the word is thirsty for it. And Jesus Christ could not be one person in one location doing it. So they had an awesome plan that Jesus will leave and then the Holy Spirit will come and inside of each one of us who will allow our hearts to be filled with this desire will experience this living water and pour it out to a world that is thirsty, a world that lives after one desire per, one thirst per, one water per, one identity after the other. It's not going to change until we answer this call. The Father is looking for you. Mm, I am here. <laughs> the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the maker of heaven and earth is looking for you. What does that do for you? How does that make you feel? That Jesus is saying that the Father is looking. Mm. Where are we that he has to look for us? What else are we busy doing? What well are we busy drinking from that he has to look? Why does he have to look for us? Because we're not where we're supposed to be. Why did he have to look for Adam after Adam ate from that forbidden tree? Why was he looking for Adam? Why is the Lord looking for you? Where are we drinking from? Why is daddy looking for me? Mm. Where am I? Sorry. I said my daddy is looking for me because I'm lost. Mm -hmm. Very honest. Mm -hmm. Very true. Very true. Yes, Very Lord. true. But right now, Jesus Christ has made this moment. Jesus. He yes, has Lord. made this moment to have you back. And mm -hmm. he can't force you. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. couldn't stop Adam from eating from that tree. Because... A good leader never forces. Amen. Amen. A true leader will never force you. The Lord created Adam. He could have stopped him from eating from that tree. He could have stopped David from sending those mighty men to go get that water that it was not worth it. You're putting all this labor in a desire. David knew it. He knew that once he drank that water, there would be no turning back. It will be another desire that will consume him. And so David was a man after God's heart because he sought the heart of God. He was found in God. Today, Jesus Christ, who is the second person of the Trinity, is saying that the Father is looking for you. He's also saying that there were some cities I couldn't do miracles. I, God, could not do miracles in some cities because people will not believe me. The God you serve will never force you. If you are waiting for him to force you, he will not. It is all dependent on you. If you pray for every other thing else, that you want him to give you in the flesh. Every other sustenance you need 
whether it's a healing, whether it's a promotion, whether it's whatever, whatever things that were so taken and so consumed within this earth, can you please let him find you? Yes. yes. Amen. Can you worship him in spirit? Can you desire him and ask for that spiritual connection where you can engage with him in spirit and in truth because it's available for you? He can't force you. He won't force you. It's the way he has created this world. It's the way he operates. He didn't force Satan to remain at his service, even though he knew the destruction that Satan will cause. He knew all of that, but he would not. He would not. So I urge you, I urge you, my sisters, I urge you because I love you so much, you cannot sit and think that this overflow will just come. He will not force you. You have to be found. He is looking. He is creating that moment to have with you where you can tell him that, give me this living water so that I can never thirst again. Give me this living water so I can never thirst again. Father, we thank you because you're seeking for these worshipers who will worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, it feels so, it feels like an echo that just keep going on that you are looking for me. You are looking for us. What are we so entangled in that you can't find us? Father, we come to you with our hearts to be your true worshipers because you have living water to offer us. But we're so consumed with sustenance from everything else, foundational issues, things that groomed us from our childhood, things we're accustomed to, tastes that we're accustomed to. Desires that we are so accustomed to. A way of living on the earth that we are so accustomed to. Yet your spirit cries out and tries to draw us in into this union. Draw us in. You are coming to us. And you right now want to adjust our perspective and our situations. You are drawing us. You are inviting us into a place where you can find us, God. As God, you will not force, but you are drawing us to a divine activity where we can engage with you and become co-laborers with you in the spirit and see an overflow that we will no longer be into religion, trying to dot all the I's and cross all the T's, just following this routish way of, of religion and being caught up in Ticking and checking all the boxes. Lord, we repent. We repent. Leaving from one stronghold and one entanglement to the other. Father, we come and we repent. And as a matter of choice, we choose to denounce and renounce every entanglement. Everything that keeps us coming back to desire it. To thirst after it. To long after it. We Ask that you will readjust our perspective, that you will bring us back into focus to worship you, oh, in spirit and in truth, that when you come and you find us, when you move, when you come, Lord, come and just take over. 
We reject everything we have known before. Life as we have known before. Religion as we've known before. Desires and the pursuit of this life and the mundane things like we've known before. We reject all others and we pour it out onto you. We will not be entangled in these things anymore. We yield to you, Holy Spirit. We are ready for this living water. We are ready for this fresh overflow, the spring of living water. We are ready that you will gush through us and reach into a world that you prepared us for. We chose to come in this dispensation to release every measure of the Holy Spirit upon the face of the earth and we will fulfill it and we will not be hindered. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will flow in you. We will be there for you. We will serve you in spirit and in truth. We will see an overflow of the Holy Spirit like the world has never encountered before. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will dwell in you. We will dream from your cup. We will drink from the source. We will be completely immersed in the life of God. In the union with God. We will be one with the spirit and engage with you in spirit and in truth. We will not be distracted. We will keep our focus. We will keep our joy, our desire centered on you and you alone. Be glorified today, Lord. Be glorified with all these amazing people. All these amazing people that are listening to the release of your spirit. Speaking over them like you spoke to the Samaritan woman. Right now we are at this well. Where you offer this Samaritan woman living water. And you transform her life. She begins to operate like she had never thought her life to be. Here we are sitting here right now. Begin to reach into each one of us and begin to transform our lives. Let us begin to experience life like we've never known before. Let us move like we've never moved before. Just like this woman just became an amazing evangelist. Just like she began to release this overflow to all those around her. And even when she told them about Jesus, they said they had heard. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we stand in this overflow to say that when we speak, that's when we move, that's when we engage, people will say yes. We have encountered Jesus. We have heard of him and we have begun to drink from him. That through us the Father will find not just you, not just me, but he will find all those that listen to us. All those that come around us. The Father will find the worshipers that he seeks. This living waters will find their place in each one of us. This living waters will satisfy each one of us and all those around us. We agree with you, Father. We will not stop you. We will not hold back. We resist every unbelief. We will no longer be lost. We choose to be found by you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far, but 
you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support and thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom brand with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you, go for it, go grab your copy, please grab your copy, tell me about it, tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life, tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.